Hello, everybody. It's your girl Morgan Alexis entering the motherfucking building. And it's your man's A Shot of Flunky Walker, Dirty Talking, Unillit, and Scruff Silly Grays, killing it in a million ways. It's your man Maurice Anthony, the nigga that has your bitch buckling at the knees. Also, the nigga that has that shit sounding like mac, mac and cheese. And welcome to episode, I believe, 185. How are you guys doing? What's going on? I know y'all missed this last week, but we it was a busy fucking weekend. We, we had, had a lot going on. Going on. Like we were, it was a lot, a lot of moving parts there. So we're back though. Very much so. Shit, this is a lot of moving parts this week. It, man, this actually, last, the third quarter. I had to crazy. go look. It's one eighty six, y'all. Is it's it really? 186? Yeah. Okay, I'm glad you looked in while to. podcast is going. Yeah, we love yeah. that. One eighty six. It's up, up, up and away on you niggas. Yeah, the third quarter of this year has been insane. You know, across the board, like a lot of stuff has been going on. Um, a Shaw, how you been? Let the people know what's been going on. Uh, I've been working. Mm-hmm. I've been working. I've been working. Yeah. Been working with psycho uh, managers and employees, mm-hmm. <laughs> coworkers mm-hmm. and shit. Um, it's it's been decent. I've uh I've actually had some pretty good days the past couple weeks since we've uh since we recorded. Um, it's just been exhausting. Schedule has changed up. Um, and then, you know, of course, everything outside of actual day job or night job, so mm-hmm, to speak, mm-hmm. um, has, you know, kept constantly going. So, you know, it's one of those things where it's an adjustment and I, I definitely will catch up, but at the moment I'm exhausted. y'all. I hear you. I hear you. It's the, like I said, this month, a period with you know, performing and music, and mm-hmm. it's been a lot of stuff going on. So absolutely, absolutely, you have every right to be exhausted at this point. Plus, you're nine to five. Right. I will <laughs> say this. I will say this. Um, the pop up at Monica House was dope. Yeah, I want to get into that. Um, first off, Maurice, how was your week? I mean, you know, with the same. I'm ready to get into the Monica. Okay, house let's thing. talk about the cookie store pop up. If you missed it, you missed out. I'm gonna be honest with y'all. Um, it was at Monica House. Um, eleven twenty one North Biting Street, and we had a good time, man. It was a great, great evening. Um, if you did miss it though, I did, you know, do a little vlog on it. We did a little vlog, so if you want to get a little bits and pieces of what you missed, um, it's available on all our social media at Uncut Podcast. So check that out. Look at us cross promoting. You hey. know, hey, listen, hey. We, we professionals <laughs> we at this are, point. We are content creating. Yeah, we do. We do got the YouTube, right? That's it's on YouTube right as well. Yeah, yeah YouTube. Uh, it's on Facebook's popping. I know. We, I believe we had three hundred plus views on it on Instagram. So you know, check us out. We everywhere. Yeah, yeah man. Up, we everywhere. Um, but no, the cookie store pop up was great. Um, a shot highlights for you from that night. Give me some. Give me some. Give me some. Um. I had fun all the way around. I mean, it was it was just a go, a cool thing, you know. Monica's house, even though it it, it seems to be a haunted house, <laughs> that's what uh, it's a it's it's a cool venue. It's, it's a, a cool really venue. cool place to have a have a show. Yeah. Um, and then of course, shout out to Monica herself for sure for sure uh, for being just a cool host. She's an awesome host. She's there at every single show. Yeah, she always right. shows her face, says hello. Yeah. Um, always very welcoming and warming, warm energy absolutely um so absolutely. shout out to her always she's she's a dope she's a dope lady i Most think definitely. i think that it's the coolest i guess for, for people who don't know do you want to give them like the concept of monica house how she explained it maurice it's a house and it's a house that they've converted into a performance space yes the bottom half of the house is a performance space has a stage has lighting has a sound system um all of that and then she and her family live above 
um, in this like the second and third stories. I think it's only a two story house though, mm-hmm. but um, they live ab- oh, above it. And she said she did that just to, you know, she she felt like there was a lack or a need for all inclusive, all ages event spaces here in the town. Um, so she opened up her home, which is the ultimate sacrifice, in my opinion, and right. to this to creative arts, in my opinion. Um, a lot not a lot of people who are in the creative arts are willing to open up their own home. You know, right. to, to facilitate right. Right. all of that. So I just think she's dope. I think that concept is dope. And I'm just glad that we have more spaces for more creators to be able to perform and showcase their talent. I think that's dope. So shout out to Monica for sure. Um, but the cookie store pop up was great. Shout out to Paris Jane. Shout out to A Shaw because he performed that night. Um, shout out to Casket Girl. Shout out to Logan JPG. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a great night of full of talent, full of great talent. Um, Paris got up there and sang her whole face and arm off. Yeah, that's what did. <laughs> did. Did. I our souls and whatnot. Like, man, it was, she, that was great. She killed that shit. She always Smoked does, up. though. She effortlessly, effortlessly goes up there and just showcases how dope she really is. Her yeah. voice is insane. If you don't know who she is, what you waiting on? Okay. Absolutely, and, and <laughs> you're Logan, bugged out. Yeah, Logan JPG. I I don't know. It's it's something about him. Uh, it's something about Logan that uh that his music just yeah, is music. different mm-hmm. to me. Yeah, you know, it's like and I and I and I fuck with it. So. I'm excited to see you guys work together. I want to see yeah. what type of fusion y'all kind of come up. Yeah, with. you know, I was yeah. I was thinking about that myself. So like he, uh, they, Logan, they. they. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, Logan was uh him. Logan and I talked mm-hmm. about about doing a few collaborations yeah. and whatnot. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens there. Yeah, I think it'll be dope. You'd open up your sound to a whole different type of, you know, space while still being you. I think it'd be really dope. Absolutely. Um but yeah, so Cookie Store Pop Up was great. The next night um we had June MP3's listening party. Oh my fucking God. Shout out to June MP three. Oh, I don't know damn. if we've talked about him a lot on here, but I would I can't talk about him enough about how amazingly talented he is and how he's only sixteen years old. We're gonna outro the podcast with my favorite song. He'll get tired of me playing this song. My favorite song on this album is a song called Oh Six. That is my shit. We're gonna outro the uh, podcast with that. Yeah. I'm gonna send it to you so you can do it. But yeah, yeah please that, do. that album is phenomenal. It's only like, look, man, like that nigga got some shit to say. He do so. Shout out to um, shout out to June MP3. His listening party was really nice. It was very intimate. Um, great, great sound in music. He he said he performed. He wrote this album from ages thirteen to sixteen, which is three years, and just kind of detailed you know what he was going through at the time. Um, and it really was just a dope project. Like the rapping was great, the the production was great. It just was an all altogether cohesive sounding project. Yeah, so put his foot in the motherfucker. And for him to be as young as he is to be able to perform on that level lyrically, um, is is really a nod to who he is as yeah. an artist. So yeah, he's working. I'm he's excited still rapping. to see he's more. He's rapping right now as we speak. Yeah, I'm excited to see more. Um, I know it like it, it's only gonna get better with time. Like by the time he's 26, he gonna be slaying all you yeah, niggas. Yeah, like he gonna work. be rapping y'all out the fucking name. Yeah, he's the reminder <laughs> that I have to stay in shape. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> for sure. Word so yeah. shout out to June MP3 again. Yeah. That was all last weekend. The shit was crazy, and then you had your show at Sidelines. It, yeah. it just it was last weekend was insane. So there, honestly, there was no way y'all was gonna be getting a podcast. I'm sorry, I love y'all to death, yeah, but we was out here busy and we got to sleep, and me and A Shaw got nine to five to worry about. It just was a lot. Yeah. It was a lot. It was a lot. We got to start sleeping more shit. Uh, Speaking of shows and shit, December 16th, the company party. Man, I'm so excited about that. And it has been officially announced that there is a a Christmas album coming that day, too, called The Company Party. Yes. December 16th is a thing. 
If you missed that seat, that song, Flashing Lights by Brown, that includes myself, Paris Jane, and Keo. Uh, we put up a record on Friday called Flashing Lights. It's a Christmas song about, um, it's kind of an anti-Christmas song, would you say? Is that the way I put I wouldn't it? Say like a, well, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say an anti-family or an anti, right. you know what I'm saying? It's not because I feel like to say it was an anti-Christmas would be to spread the narrative that you can't have Christmas without hanging out with family. Or being around family, I like that. you can. I like it. You can have like family. It. You can have Christmas with, with chosen family, or you can. Amen you have that. you can just have Christmas whoever the fuck you want to. You don't have to be around people you don't like. Word up. Yeah, and, sure. And I mean, we put it in a very poetic box. Yeah, that is what we're talking about. We're yeah. talking about not wanting to go home for the holidays because we just can't stand y'all niggas. Right, and I mean, I to to add to that, a lot of people have trauma around the holidays. It's a it's a traumatic thing for a lot of different people it's not always peaches and cream how society likes to claim it is um so i think that to write to work on an album have you told people the concept of the album yet or is it, we just talking on the song just millennial christmas songs right yeah you know, just trying to make songs that i feel like um we probably needed when we were kids yeah or Most growing definitely. up especially i definitely Most needed definitely. that <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah i definitely needed to Hell know yeah. that there was an idea that i could just not get you shit because i'm broken you can be cool with that I didn't know that. I didn't know that um, you can choose to not be around people that you're blood related to if you don't like. Right. Yeah. That wasn't a concept that was expressed to me and no music ever taught me that. Especially in black culture. they It's like family over everything. You have to be around your family, 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 family. And yeah. it's like, that's that's great if your family does not disturb your mental peace. <laughs> but if they do, is it actually healthy to be around people that do that regardless of blood? I don't know. Um, I doubt it. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Too. Yeah, I don't I'm think good. so. Um, so but this holiday season, we're 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 prioritizing our uh, peace. Absolutely. So if you guys want to see some of that live and see some great live performances from, of course, our very own Nate Shaw, because he out here working and killing shit. Man. He gonna be performing that night. We got Joaquin Fox, Paris Jane, Keo, um, and TVMA That's all right. performing that night. It's gonna be so dope. If you come out where you're red or green, you know, to kind of go with the theme of things, and it's or, gonna be a good time. Or mm-hmm. or and or and or ugly Christmas sweaters. That that works too. That works. Actually, yeah. I love that. Please, somebody y'all please I didn't put that on the flyer, but mm-hmm. yeah, red or, yeah, red or green or you can default with an ugly Christmas sweater. We'll for fuck sure. with you on that one. For sure, for sure. So just come out I and support. I got a big ass red and green Grinch sweater that I'm wearing, which the bitch is like extra big on me because I bought it when I was two sizes heavier. So yeah. that's what I'm coming with. Yeah. So just let you know what type of time I'm on. Yeah. No, yeah, for sure. So red, green, or ugly Christmas sweaters, December 16th, Kirby's Beer Store, 21 and up to get in. Um, and come and come have a good time. We're going to have a great time. I plan on having, getting a little, you know, sloshy poo. So if you want to see me like that, come on through. You know sloshy what I'm saying? Poo, sloshy I'm ha- poo. It's Christmas. I mean, it's Christmas and I'm around people I want to be around. How about we that? We may or may so not. So it makes me happy. We may or may not be involving the bar on a uh version of this christmas but we haven't decided yet that and then i'm gonna talk because you know my brain works i'm gonna try to see if they'll do a little specialty drink for us that night oh good yeah because i was just thinking that all right now we gotta figure it out all right yeah so 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 yeah company party i'm gonna consult my bartender friend over here to come up with maybe a cocktail i just came up with this just right now so we can talk about it later but you know just to come up with a little cutesy little little cocktail company party cocktail, little cookie store cocktail anyway (laughs) i kind of like the explanation y'all had about the about the family and and christmas and you know selected family amen and prioritizing your peace for the holiday amen Uh, that's something that we i think uh i i want to say we as black folks need it 
because, for sure, for sure. Um, uh, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll direct this towards me. Okay. Um, as a kid, uh, a lot of the time I was I was the only child mm-hmm. coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so like it was one of those things where it was like kind of paraded in front of the family mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. and it, it kind of made me feel like a puppy more than yes. a part of the family yes so and then of course and then of course and it's crazy because you get used to that mm-hmm. and you're like all right well i don't want to be a puppy yeah but then the other kids come along and it's just like okay well that shit stops so yes. it's like you have this 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 mm-hmm. this this as a constant mm-hmm. and then it's just gone yeah so That's- it's like all right well shit um was I actually looking forward to that shit? Right. And then now that it's gone, it's like you got this whole other kind of hurt. So I don't know. Maybe I need therapy for this shit. No, I get but it. But it was one of those things. It was just like, damn. So I was just kind of on the <laughs> on the uh, on the showcase. I felt like that too. I am like I, I am fully an only child, so I always felt like that. And then again, once I, it's, I, I love that you put it that way because yeah. I never thought about that. I had the exact same experience except with cousins. Yeah, like yeah. my cousins, I, my younger cousins were born and stuff like that, and I just was kind of like not really like it felt like they didn't give a shit about me anymore. Yeah, you know, what I mean? yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah, I that's went through exactly the same it. thing. I went through the same thing. And it's like, uh, of course, you know, later in life. You you make friends. You genuinely make friends, mm-hmm. and you come across those who who give a damn about you. Yes. And uh, you guys mentioned the the gift giving thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I never understood. I never understood. You know, once I found out Santa Claus wasn't real, yeah, never understood why we were just supposed to give gifts because like it was it. like, all right, look. At first, at first, the thought starts at. All right, well, I didn't get the toy that I asked for. Right. 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 So then you're like, well, if mom and dad couldn't give me the toy that I asked for, Mm -hmm. or if granny and papa couldn't give me the toy that I asked for, Mm -hmm. what's the real deal? Like, what's really going on there? Right. And then, of course, you find out, all right, well, mom and dad or granny and papa or uncle and auntie Mm -hmm. didn't have the money for a specific toy. So Mm -hmm. they got you what they could get you. Then it's like, oh, okay, so that's that's what it is yeah so there's a whole other layer of reality wrapped around this Mm -hmm. shit where you're like okay so now that it's people that are actually getting this they have to earn money right to get me this and then and then it gets to a point where it's like all right look i don't want anything right don't give me nothing Mm -hmm. i just it's cool just be around Mm y'all you know so and people get mad too when you say it sometimes yeah Yeah. and then for me i be saying i don't want anything because i don't want to feel the burden Mm -hmm. of Of having to reciprocate not being able to Mm -hmm. reciprocate Mm -hmm. because i ain't Mm -hmm. got no money right yep there's that that's that part of it too and especially especially around those times where you know we were teenagers right before we got to a point where we could get a job for sure like we were able to work but Mm -hmm. like couldn't work Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. yeah no i feel that 100 percent. like i said there's there's people don't a lot of people we're talking about it more because millennials are opening up themselves more but Mm -hmm. a lot of people do have trauma around the holidays like it's a real thing yeah um my experience is i'll I'll give you guys a short version because it's very long and complex but um 
I now have decided to go no contact with both sides of my family just because they don't make me feel good. That's the short version. Yeah. Um, they nitpick me. They they talk down upon me. They say I need to be at this place in my life when I'm not there yet. So then that creates a complex with me. So Most on both sides, like I said, it's not just mom or dad. It's both sides of the family that have made me feel this way and insecure about myself. And it just doesn't make me feel good as an adult. And now that I'm an adult and I can choose who I want to be around, I just choose not to. Um, so, and I know a lot of people have similar experiences with that whole thing. And I just want them to know, like, now that you're older, now that you can make your own decisions, you can make your own decisions. Don't feel obligated to have to sit in a place where you're not celebrated, have to sit in a place where people are talking down upon you, judging you. You don't have to do that. You're grown now. You can make those decisions for yourself. So that's just, you know, a small in a nutshell version, in a nutshell, of, you know, kind of my experience of with holidays and yep. stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, most definitely. So, I'm, and I'm much happier not doing that. So, but yeah, in either way, <laughs> this is a roundabout way of saying, y'all come out to the 16th. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be a good time, yeah. We're going to have cookies because it's a cookie store event. That's right. Which, yes. just so y'all know, at every cookie store event, there will be free cookies for anybody yes. that attends. That's, that's a thing. We love that. We love that. So... All right, y'all, let's get into some some topics today. Um, so did we talk about um, the whole Chris Brown issue with the AMAs? No, we did not. So are you aware? I was curious about all of this. Cause okay, so here's here's what here's this, the version of what's been going on. So Chris Brown had an AMA performance that was going to be a tribute to Michael Jackson. Right. He was going to perform two songs. He was going to perform um, one of his own personal songs that just came out. Of, I forget the name of it, but it's, it's like a slower song. Um, he was going to do that one. And then after that, it was going to be a Michael Jackson tribute performance. He had it all planned out. Um, he was actually posting per- a rehearsal footage prior to everything coming out, saying he's so excited, he can't wait, it's gonna be so dope, man. all this. And, and the man looked good. It looked great. It looked fucking it fantastic. It looked so great. So he had it all set up, um, got everybody really excited about it, and then at the very last minute, he was his performance was canceled. I mean, like the night of the show, his performance was canceled. Which was so goofy. Right. And um, I think it's, it's some speak to me. I don't know if that's the name of the song, but anyway. Um, I couldn't find it. I'm looking in the singles right now. We've got one called Call Me Every Day, Under the Influence. Under the Influence. Was it that one? Yes. Okay. He was going to perform that song. Did it have Wizkid on it? Yes. Okay, cool. He was going to perform that song, and then he was going to do a whole section of a Michael Jackson tribute. Like I said, he was post-perform, like rehearsal footage, all this, and had us really excited. But the night of the show, um, his performance was canceled. Everybody was so confused about that. Um, but what really was talked about as well is uh, he won a award. I don't care what award he won, um, but Kelly Rowland um, took it on his behalf. Like he went up there, took it. I'm taking it on behalf of Chris Brown. All this stuff. People started booing, and we were like, "Why?" In my head, I'm like, "Why are people booing Chris Brown?" Right. And so she had to tell the audience, "Hey, chill out." Like there's a video of her saying, "Chill out, everybody." <laughs> like. So it started this whole conversation up again. The AMAs was not speaking about why they cut his performance off. They did not tell us any any information. Chris didn't even know why they did it. Um, finally, after I think a few days after the show, they finally came out and made a statement and basically said that it came down to we don't want to um, give a tribute to a child molester and have someone, a domestic violence person, give that tribute. Jesus, monkeys. That's literally what they said. But you made that decision. <laughs> you already. made that decision right. already. You've been made the decision. You can't. You can't choose to hop the fence right as you fail and let the nigga do it. Right. 
But that's if you exactly feel what like did. that's what your energy is, because you're allowed to have that energy, but you should have had that energy before you booked them, because the facts, the facts of each case have been out. They haven't changed. There's been no new developments. Mm-hmm. We know what happened. We pretty much got an idea of what happened in both cases. For right. sure. Right. Right. So we can make up our own mind of what we believe and what we don't believe. On top of that, they've done songs together. They've kicked it. Like we've seen pictures of them after the fact, just hanging out at the basketball game. I think that was the last time we saw them together. Way after this had all happened, they had forgiven each other. And they had moved on. So then Jordan Sparks is talking to TMZ and TMZ asks her how she feels about this whole thing. And she says, we need to move forward as a people. You know, that was 13 years ago. Then the, the people, the domestic violence apologetic people, apologizers, that's what they call them, um, was coming out and saying, no, this still happened, this and that. So I'm like, where, 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 where yeah, because that's the thing, do? like, okay. What do you want from the man? What do you want from the man? He right? Has, listen. What do you want from the man? Like, if, if, because I don't know what y'all are experiencing, because people talk about Chris Brown whenever they bring up Chris Brown, they talk about it as if he is just out here abusing people right the fuck now. Yeah, well, there like were rumors. Just wake up in the morning and do the shit. Right, right. I mean, so the, what's his latest thing? There were rumors about him and Karuchi, how he be abused her. Whatever. No, no, no. His latest thing. What did he do recently? Nothing. Last two years? Nothing. Nothing, I'm nothing, serious. That's what I know of, and you know I'll be tapped in. I ain't, and I, ain't I know I'm shit. saying this shit dies, but no, like no, no, I'm no, saying, like you niggas be talking about the nigga like he doing shit right now, so I be wanting to know what he doing. Right. And then that's when I get into the worst, worst line for cancel culture. Where's the line? It's because been, either cancel him or don't. Cancel him or don't. It's been 13 years. He has been. He has nailed himself to the cross. I feel like when this first came out, he was like, y'all wanted to make the nigga to Bobby Brown, and he made he's Bobby Brown now. Y'all he made, he y'all waited. Gave it to him. He waited until maybe 10 years later to come out and said she hit me first. So he just wore that jacket and like went with. And don't get me wrong, just because she hit him first does not make this make this right. At I want all. the the want to say that for we're the not, dumb people out there. But what we are saying is, is that he could have been through her under the bus right when it happened. He, he could have like been 17. That. He didn't do he that. He was in a double mint gum commercial, my nigga. Yeah. He was like 17, 18 at the time. Yeah, he was a child. Yes. This shit was crazy. This yes. shit could have ruined his fucking career. It could Absolutely. have. I, I thought it, he was done. I really and on did. top of that, the nigga has come out and apologized mad times. Multiple nigga, times. Like, come, come on. on. Like, it's like, all right. Like, He's that's why I keep asking, like, yo, so. Look, bro, if niggas tell me he punched a bitch yesterday, I'm like, I didn't fuck him in the AMAs. I'm telling you. Like, yeah. but, but I haven't heard shit from, I haven't no. heard him do nothing. There's nothing But drop documented. records and drop graffiti on his Instagram. Yeah. And, like, complain about, like, his album not selling or something. Yeah. I was like, the last thing, like, the big thing was that, like, his single he didn't did sell or that. something. Yeah, and, yeah. like, no one gave a fuck. Yeah. Just like, bitch, you're Chris Brown. Quit bitching. Right. Like, who cares? Like, you're still like, you want Like, you want a number one album, dog? Yeah. Like, as you want? You're Chris Brown, nigga. Your house is bigger than anything I know. Right. Like, People are putting you in the conversation of Michael Jackson, whether like, I agree or disagree. It's album, up there. Your song it's didn't up there. do well, dog. Who cares? Yeah. Like, like you yeah, were in those conversations of the greatest of all time. streams. You fuck. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, who cares? Your album was <laughs> all songs of your last album were on Billboard for a year. Yeah, what are you crying about? Yeah, you're doing fine. You're doing just. You can never. We can stop making music and still be doing fine. Like so, I don't. Do I don't just understand. This that. how I know he loves it for is real. So much undiscovered Chris Brown music that is out and available between the Hell three yeah. of us because we just didn't hear like three of them albums. Right. Like it's like you dog. About the ones that is like like, like thirty five million songs. On. Oh yeah, yeah. I still ain't got to that sixty track album. I don't think I. No, nah, he had a forty song and then he, he did, did a deluxe with a sixty. Yeah, I'm like yo. That's why. I think I think honestly that's how I know he treat this like a job too. Like he probably get up 
and record literally all day, every day. Because he has, he says he has at least 300 to 500 songs in the tuck that we have never heard. See, all right, and I, let me see if this is a good segu. Why couldn't we get those league? We got them Lotto songs league. Why couldn't we get them? Oh, yeah, them? yeah. Just so y'all know, Lotto, uh, 161 songs leaked from her, which I find very interesting that it's happened on the heels of her and um, Nicki Minaj's interaction online. So, I clearly, that's clearly, like, done on purpose. But also, I feel like that's blow, like, that's just a a kickback because it just revealed that she'd be writing for other people. Mm-hmm. Because there was a Coyle Ray song in the batch that was Blick, a reference, mm-hmm. and then apparently she wrote a whole, whole lot, lot of money, money by Bia. By Bia. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. yeah. Which on the record, it's the hook, right? Mm-hmm. And so we were having a conversation about whether or not we can consider that to have been written by Bia or Lotto. Because Lotto wrote the hook, which the hook is the song, right? Like, if you know a song by the hook more times than not. So if she wrote the hook, it really don't matter what you did in the verses. See, I disagree. I feel like, like I told you, artists get hooks literally all the time. Like some some rappers just can't come up with hooks. Like that's a real thing. So I mean, okay, does what, that take away I from agree the with rapper? What you're saying. Like I under, yeah, yeah, to me it do. Okay. Because okay, there are a bunch of niggas that I probably am fans of that have received hooks, and that's fine. I'm sure. Okay, but I think it's just on a different level. So, okay, I'll give you a random example. I'm going to spin the Wheel of Fortune and think of Push Through by Talib Kweli, Currency, and Kendrick Lamar. I don't know where that hook came from. That person that's on that hook is not credited. I That <laughs> probably was on the beat when that nigga got the beat, Yeah. right? I'm not finna say that them niggas didn't write their verses. That's ridiculous, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. them verses are what you go to the song for. The hook is pretty and it's anthemic and it sound good and all that shit, but you go into the song for the fucking verses, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, whole lot of money, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yes, she has sing-songy verses, but whole lot of money in this motherfucker. That's mm-hmm. what you come into the song for. That's what jammed. Mm-hmm. That's what got the song to jam. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why we play that song. So it's like, all right, yeah, you wrote the verses, but like the best part of the song, the song that makes the song the song you didn't write. So I don't know, dog. I don't know if I could just be like, oh, but you wrote the verses, though, so it's cool. I just can't do that. That'd be like... Okay, I'll give you a great example. What if you found out Michael Jackson only wrote the verses to rock with you? It'd be a problem. You'd be like, yeah, but that means you didn't write the song. That's, okay, that's, okay, I see you see what I'm saying? Because the hook is what we not, we go to the song for. I'm not saying that the verses don't matter. That's verses not what I'm very saying. very much so matter. The verses matter, but like, my nigga, if we just take the verses versus the hook, what you picking? The yeah. hook is why we here. Yeah, and I think that's the part of the song that most people remember of, exactly, about the song. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. You got a lot of rap records where the hook ain't shit. Yeah. Like, you got like Action Bronson when he just, uh, uh, I, st- I might not be able to touch my toes, but I will still fuck these hoes. Okay, if I found out he didn't write that, <laughs> I'd be that. like, okay, but all them verses are still as ridiculous. I can still enjoy the song as if he wrote it. He did yeah. write it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's just different for me. No, I'm I get being it. picky, and it's, it's, you know, it's, you know, whatever. Well, it's speaking semantics, of but. writing, um, there was a whole female rapper versus male rapper writing conversation because um, it is apparent that a lot of female rappers do not write their music. Like, it is like a thing. Um, and a conversation which stemmed off of uh, No Jumper, shout to Adam22, they were talking about it and they were saying, like, is it a thing of where it's just like when um, female rappers and male ra- female females and males go to the gym and the male just automatically is stronger just because of the DNA? 
Like, can no. women, women just not write? Have, is that, is have, that a question? I don't agree women. with that, by the way. We have beautiful women who can write and rap. Yes. Uh, I think what happens, definitely. I think this is what I, I think happens. First off, I want to say that I, you, I have tried to stray away from this conversation publicly for years because it is misogynistic. It trails the... It, it trades it is, the lines it of misogyny. Is, it is. It does. I want to say that I don't believe that by default men rap better than women. I don't believe that. What I believe is that there is a clear difference in who wants to do what for what. So let's talk about Saweetie now. Oh, gosh. Yeah. And about how I feel like Saweetie probably got into hip hop to be famous to be a model, to be looked at, to be idolized, because that's what showcases on her Instagram. That's what she's most known for. She's most known for having a couple pop songs and being fine, right? So you have people that, because that, that See, also... I, I, I disagree, but we'll get into that. That also was a circling the conversation. Circling, circling. Circling the conversation was also, there are uh, people who don't really get into rap to do they don't get into rap for rap yeah and that's on both sides of the spectrum i want to say mm-hmm. there are niggas who get into hip-hop and don't give a fuck about rap that's their way out money, the hood they right? try to get the money yeah. right well okay well if you have money then you can be a pretty bitch and you can be a pretty bitch in hip-hop now because that's what the landscape is remember there was a while where we wanted all of the <laughs> the women to be rugged and ugly looking that's what we wanted mm-hmm. and i mean i'm not saying none of the women were ugly that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is like we wanted them to be more masculine presenting you've got like um Queen and um, MC, Light. MC Light. That's what yeah. I was. That's the name Lady I was digging for. Yeah, Lady yeah. of Rage. Yes, mm-hmm. you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying. We wanted our women to be more masculine looking, just in general. Like even in media, you think back to Friday, how Nia Long is looking, or in Poetic Justice, how Janet is dressed. Like mm-hmm. they was just more masculine present. You know, I will say Salt and Pepper did come in and stroll. I feel like Salt and Pepper was one of the first female groups to come out talking about their pussy and how they wanted to get the dick. Yeah, and I mean that was the turn of the tide. Yeah, that you know, was. You see what I'm saying? Legendary. But <laughs> but even then, like just presenting like. You know, they had it that way. And so, like, now, like, you can just be a pretty bitch in hip-hop and it's cool. Yeah. And so, I I think a, a lot of times, because it looks good. Look at Cardi. You know what I'm saying? Look yeah. at the names. Look at Dreezy. Look at these people. But you could tell, okay, so here's here's why I disagree with your thing about how she just wanted to be a pretty bitch in music. There's a video, I think I showed it to you, of her rapping to J. Cole outside of his tour bus because she was trying to showcase her talent. Now, was the rapping good? Absolutely not. She was not. It was not a good verse. J. Cole was very polite to her, though, of course. Let her get it off. Told her to keep going. You know, gave her the keep pushing, you know, keep grinding, you yeah. know. Um, default, which a lot of rappers do, uh, and went on about his day. I wasn't, I, I, if, it, if I said that, I was talking about Saweetie. I'm not. I'm okay. aware that Saweetie. She really wants to be, wants to be a rapper. She really wants to. I know to, that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was referring to, I was generalizing mm-hmm. to say why in this landscape there's a lot of women who just don't write their raps. And that's because they're not here to rap. And, and the same thing with Iggy Azalea. That's the same. You could put them in the same. Iggy ain't here to rap. Yeah. Iggy's not here to rap. Yeah. She's here to have a fat ass and be looked at. Right. She don't give a fuck about hip hop like that. And she's like six foot girl model. You go on girl, the runway. Go get that model. But she probably yeah. couldn't get on because of whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? You know the people that really want to be here. You look at the people about Cyrock. Uh, Shout to Cyrock. Uh, Jean yes. Grey doesn't <laughs> identify as a woman anymore, but they just dropped a record. Mm-hmm. I think it's not a record though it's something but they're mm-hmm. still active doing things so yeah. shout out to Jean Grey I do mention Jean Grey because Jean Grey was active I yeah. was listening to their music back then yeah. Yeah. I still love their music now I mean there are people who are in the feminine space 
who do make great music. Yes. Yeah, it's just that the predominance of the people that are mainstream, I'm just looking at the mainstream right now like, yo, that's why I'm just not here with y'all because y'all are not here to make music. Y'all are here to be looked at. There's a point that I want to bring up about this that Lush made on No Jumper Shot to Lush. Um, He said that, so the question that was posed was, um, why aren't female rappers writing? That, that was just the main question of the conversation. His answer basically was, it's, it's due to misogyny, as you know, because a lot of these record labels are owned by men, and they don't give them the chance to actually write because they already have a prepackaged way they want to do things to make money off, off women. Um, and they don't think that women can deviate from that and still make money for them. So they already have a, a songwriting team for them. They already have beats selected. They already have the direction they want to go based on the look of the woman. Um, they don't even really get, so basically they don't even really give them a chance to um, showcase their talent lyrically. Yeah. So um, it's it's a lot of that going on. I, I, I for me personally, I champion female rappers. I champion women. Per, I prefer women who write. Don't get me wrong. Like that's I feel like me and you have had discourse about yeah. that. Um, I'm gonna always prefer a rapper who writes. I'm always no, male definitely. or female. If male you or female. Don't write your raps, and I don't know. I don't care. Yeah. When I do find out. It just takes a little bit away it's from a, me. It's a problem. Yeah, it's, yeah. I'm not going to jam you. I'm not going to lie. I'm still that way. Yeah. Because I mean. I mean I'm going to still jam you, but it's going to take some away. I don't know. Like, I, ain't heard, I ain't listen to Drake the same. And I don't even believe that he just get all his shit written for him. I he gets it. hooks. That yeah. Basically, it's the same thing. He gets hooks. Quentin Miller was his hook man. Well, then who's his hook man now? He, he got, got somebody in the tuck oh, that yeah. he had an NDA that signed. So the nigga let's, can't speak. let's specifically talk about Saweetie, though. I don't think we did. Let's go back. Yeah. About what happened so with Saweetie. What happened, if you guys are unaware, Saweetie put out her debut album, The Single Life, um, I want to say and a couple days an EP, ago. EP, it is not an album. EP. Debut, right, EP, the album, debut project. She didn't have a, well. She didn't have a record out, right? No, no. She put this out. She had a mixtape before, that's why. She put this out. She only sold 2,000 copies. Um, I've never seen that. I've never seen and that. And because of that, it set the internet ablaze. Um, big producers like Sunny Digital and Hitmaker, aka Youngberg. Nine track uh, record that came out in 2018 called High Maintenance. That's a mixtape. Um, All that's mixed. She not, does not have a debut album yet. Seven track record that came out in 2019 called Icy. Yeah, that was her debut mixtape. And then this last year. Uh, put out a record where it seems she like did a compilation of features that she had or songs. She okay, called so Pretty Summer Playlist. She was ho- she was hosting a mixtape. That's a mixtape, mm. uh, and it was all of Oakland artists that she was trying to bring up or whatever. Mm. Um, so yeah, that did come out. Um, because that that song it was a song with her and Draco e. on there that went kind of viral a little bit. Yeah, yeah, Draco the Ruler. Rest in peace, mm-hmm. Draco the Ruler. Uh, so yeah, she sold two thousand copies of her debut project, like EP. That was on a label. Um, and it set the internet ablaze. Um, like I said, hot producers, like very popular producers like Sunny Digital and Hitmaker, a.k.a. Young Berg, spoke out. And Sunny Digital was like, it just goes to show, because I think she has 13 million followers on Instagram. 13 million followers um, on she, Instagram. She averages about 7 million to 8 million likes per post on her stuff. And then to where, it took to, and it's weird that it just didn't translate to her album sales. Um, I firstly feel like, personally feel like this is a lesson in just because you got a lot of followers don't mean that those followers are going to purchase anything that you got to offer. I personally feel like it's about building a relationship with the people that fuck with you, the, your followers, like actually sitting on there and talking to them, getting to know them, doing lives, like commenting back, this and that. She doesn't do any of that. Well, there was a period of time where she did. 
uh, there had become a joke where because remember she had showcased how she ate ramen and it was with hot cheetos. Yes, and some weird yeah, shit. she had a deal with McDonald's. Yeah. She had like a burger or and something. She was going live. And yeah. She was talking to the no. She's been, but that's she's, all influencer marketing. That has nothing yeah. to do with her music. music. Yeah, that's, anytime that's I the see thing. Saweetie, and then like also her last few. Now I'm talking about the last few outings I've seen. Mm-hmm. The Jake Paul thing mm-hmm. where she looked really bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That that. Uh. Oh, yeah. yeah. His his fight. Yeah. That was a really bad performance. That was really bad. And yeah. then she did it. She did another one where she was bad right after that. Yeah. Night. And I've seen her perform live. And when she when she came here because she opened up for Cardi B when she came here, um, it was decent, but it definitely was not like over the top. Like and I that's said, that's why I feel like. Okay, so let me talk specifically about Saweetie. I feel like Saweetie had an idea of what being a rapper was. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Rap a little bit, mm-hmm. make the songs, but then all the shit that come with it too. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe there's just more focus on that because yeah. um, we don't really necessarily like all the way fuck with the nigga, but the nigga don't be wrong all the time. We were watching Act and we yeah, were talking academics. about how Act was saying, um, you don't have a fucking fan base. Mm-mm. You don't have a fucking fan base. How the fuck do you have 13 million followers on your Instagram and nobody, like, yo. That should definitely translate to sales. 2,000 sales equals about a million streams on, uh, like, so, I mean, it wasn't like you got, like, no stress. Let's not get her fucked up. But, like, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, and I mean, okay, that also goes to say, should should we be focusing on numbers so much? Do numbers really matter at the end of the day? Numbers don't matter. If you like something, you like it. Mm-hmm. But the conversation is not about numbers. If the conversation was about numbers, then we would all have to shut the fuck up, right? Because I'm not getting to a million streams on nothing right now. Right. The conversation is about numbers. The conversation is my fan base, my following on Instagram is 2,000 followers. That's what my following is. Mm-hmm. When you go to my Spotify right now, you see that I have 1,000 listeners per month. Mm-hmm. My following matches my listenership. And you get about 50%, 50% listenership. Right. That's based just on your following. average. So mm-hmm. that means that my following Which is, is not be. in vain. No. What... Uh, another thing that Ak was saying was that these people are not following Saweetie for music. Yeah. If no, I was to follow Saweetie on Instagram today, it would not be to see when she's dropping a record. Yeah. She looks great. Yeah. That's what I give a fuck about. <laughs> right. I don't want to hear you rap, my nigga. Oh, that was the thing that Ak said. He said all of your fucking singles are just sample flips. Yeah. So you really don't have a fan base. No. Because really what you did was you went back and you grabbed a song. Mm-hmm. Look, man. Uh, it's a what, cheat code. Not tap in. Well, even or tap in. Tap what's in the is other one? too short. Um, and then uh, freak a leak. I like my yeah. my type is okay. A song. Yeah. You didn't even. Those are just the beats. Yeah. You dead just rapped over them beats. Yeah, it wasn't even like. Sick. I don't give yeah. a fuck who. Look, man, we don't even know who made them beats. Them is nondescript producers. You really just made. You just rapped over them beats. Mm-hmm. So you just really took freak a leak and rapped over the freak a leak beat. So then people from like 2006 are like, oh shit, freak a leak. And then on top of that, they became TikTok songs. Yeah. You have TikTok singles. And that's when we get into TikTok and the longevity of that. Like, yeah, TikTok can make you some fast money if you go viral. But it's like, what's the longevity behind that? What what artists do y'all know? Do y'all know any artist that has gone viral on TikTok and like has made a career out of it? Literally nobody. I'm Literally because uh, Addison Ray had a she moment. Tried. She what, tried. What's she doing now? I ain't heard shit. Probably just making TikToks. Yeah. I can't think of anybody that has gone viral with just their music 
on TikTok that still has a career right now. You know, but like, I don't know a lot about TikTok either. I'll keep it one thousand. I'll just I'll, I'll insert here. I've, uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood. I just watched that really good film, and it's about a um, struggling actor who is washed up, so to speak. So he has money and success and all that shit, and he's not going nowhere. It's not like the nigga's going to automatically but not be famous tomorrow or lose all his money or nothing. Right. You're just famous and set, but you just don't have no direction. You just have nothing to do. Mm-hmm. No, you don't have no work. You yeah. have nothing. Yeah. And like that's kind of where this is at, where yeah. you've got all of the fame and shit, but like the thing that you claim you was trying to do, and that's why you're here, like nobody, like, and this doesn't make me want to hear your record either. Yeah. Right? Like, no, I agree. Is any okay. Is anybody talking about this record? Not Well, the, there was some wow. mess that happened uh with it cuz you know, there was a point where she put out a quote-unquote Quavo disc and this was off the heels of the Takeoff's funeral. So people were saying that's why Joe Budden came out and said Sweetie needs to shut the fuck up. He literally said that. Um because she had just put this out and people were like this is just not the time for you to put out a Quavo disc, bitch. We don't care about who you fucking um Takeoff just passed away. We're still mourning that. I saw rumblings about thing. that. You know yeah. what's even fun? I didn't even hear about that till all this shit started going on. Yeah. So yeah. I didn't even know that. Yeah, that that happened. I'll be honest. This is my first time even hearing about that part of it. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. 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 Uh, Joe Budden went viral because she responded to him because he said, we need to shut the fuck up because we were still morning takeoff. We don't give a fuck about who you fucking, um, which I agree. Yeah, I agree uh, that it was a little too soon to be doing that. Like, girl, we don't Most care. Definitely. I think it was because she had an album to remote promote. This was already in the process before takeoff untimely yeah. death, yeah. Um, which I understand. But at the same time, I will be telling my team, hey, yo, let's pull that or push it back or whatever you need to do no just don't do that right pull that that's a bad idea like this nigga's grieving and you want to just diss him and it's one of them things where it's like okay bitch like okay the nigga clearly cared about you yes and he's going through something right now you got picked this moment so it's pissing on on the nigga great pretty much you're dumb so that part that's the 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 um I guess that's what what drudged up before this album dropped. That's the only thing I've seen about it, which is fucked up. But she did comment back and said, me, shut the fuck up. You shut the fuck up. Like, it was a real sassy response, basically. Um, so that that was her album promotion. That girl brain is Skittles. <laughs> that is her album promotion. That girl brain her, is Skittles. Her team, she needs to fire her team. She needs to, She needs. to. If she's really trying to do this rap shit, she needs to start from scratch. Literally, we don't Stop know. Stop putting the booty so pictures we do, up. We Stop don't know you as a rapper. On, Stop twerking on Instagram. Stop doing all that. Or if you don't want to stop doing that, be an influencer. Get all these influencer bags. She's got a, a line. Or bitch, do things. both. You can do both. I've seen Cardi's ass cheeks in a, a, for the last two years, but, but the see, bitch remember, is rapping. But see, here, but he, see, here, she got to pull a Cardi B. Let me tell you what that means. When Cardi B said she wanted to be taken seriously as a rapper, she stopped doing love and hip hop. She stopped posting her little, you know, whole never gets cold videos. She stopped doing all that shit and put everything, all her energy, all her power into being a successful rapper. And guess what? She's one of the most celebrated successful rappers of today. It's today's time. What Sweetie needs to do is she needs to cut all the other bullshit off and really focus on this. Don't make and stop focusing on making a hot song, just a hot song. Focused on making a good body of work because that's what Cardi did. She didn't rush. She put out Bodak Yellow. We didn't get that project for another six months, I don't think. The six, seven months. She wasn't planning on putting a record out. The only reason why there was an album she got coming pregnant. is because she got pregnant. Yes, she needed to put something out. I agree out. with everything you said. Let me make yeah. my point because my point is a little bit different. My point is, is that, okay, you, I, I was I was saying that we're not saying that you cannot shake your ass and be a rapper. Because, I mean. Um, that's, there's proof that that happens. What's to, this girl yeah. name? 
I get tired of this nigga, but Santana. Yes, yeah, Santana. Yeah, he's out here doing that. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I mean, it's not like it's you not can't that. Do it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, like Cardi puts the shit w- with the music. Yes. Yes, we see Cardi nude on the Instagram. Yes, yes. we see her put her ass up and shit like that all the yeah. time. Still, I mean, yeah. she's still a, like she's a reformed sex worker. She's yes. like proud to talk about that type of shit. Yeah. So I mean, she's not gonna stop being herself. But at the same fucking time, my nigga, it's not ass pics with no heat. My right. nigga, she's got a hot record yes. right now. Yes. And she does. She keep one. Yeah, she do. That that are actually good songs. And what's just, funny, even the mid songs don't be mid. They still be hot songs. Right, they be they just be mid for her. Yeah. Like hot shit was mid for her, but yeah, it but still she was, was a going good song. On that bitch. It's my shit. Yeah, like so. I don't know. I just feel like for her to be taken seriously, she needs to just cut the bullshit out. I would, I would hire a whole new team and really focus on the lyrics and not just making a hot record. Actually, focus on what you're saying and then focus and focus on be, becoming a better rapper. Because yeah, you know the booty pics will draw people in and all this, but we could see as an example that does not translate into sales. It doesn't at all. It does not translate into creating a cult following. It does not translate into any of that. Those tech, honestly, period, with like men or women, whether it's twerking, whether it's you know doing making up fake beef to oh, for males, like because a lot of males make up fake beef to try to get album sales. Like all them tactics will never work if it's not about the music. It's not about building your following. It's not about talking to your followers, getting to know them, like, or at least just showing them a good body of work every single time. Yeah. I, I just feel like those tactics and gimmicks don't always work. So, yeah, I agree you know, with that. that's just that's just how I how I see it. Um, but two thousand two K is kind of crazy. I did want to talk about this before we get out of here. Um, so, did we see that um, the baby sold his tickets for buy one get one free? Yeah, I don't know nothing about that. So, mm, this was a couple weeks ago, this was a couple weeks ago. Okay, Jesus fucking crazy. So. Oh my god, I don't even know. I can't joke about this. This is actually kind of sad. And we've been up here, we've been very critical about the baby, but that's insane. So we have been talking about the baby's downfall for a long time, just like you said. Um, and I feel like every time we have to report on this nigga, it's always worse and worse and worse. So this new shit is um he is doing a tour, and he was at a tour stop, I want to say in New Orleans, somewhere there. And he stopped. This well, this is really sad. So he stopped and went to like a jewelry store or something like that. And there was a young lady there. He said, "Hey, you want free tickets to my show?" She said, "No, I do not." And walked away. That was caught on camera. I don't know if that was just like a tactic. I don't know what that was about. But that was that went viral. And then um, it came out that once you go to his website to buy said tickets, um, it, it has an option of getting a BOGO ticket. So, I mean, at said show, it was full, whether it was buy one, get one free. Like, he showed, I don't know if it's, you know, because he, he can show whatever, but he scanned the crowd, and it was full of people there. Um, but I do feel sad that he feels the need that he had to do that, or he wouldn't be able to fill the room. I don't know what, what other thing would prompt you to do that. I also want to remind, um, because I can't remember if we recorded this, but he did that when he came here. And I thought that was dope. He did buy one, get one? Nah, he came up and was giving free tickets out. Here. Oh, yeah. No, I think he does. Th- no, that, I so think he that's does cool. that. He's been doing that. But I that. feel like people for clout be like, oh, well, I'm going to act like I don't want tickets to his shit and get it on camera and like show myself because the girl, Because the girl actually got, she was tweeting mm-hmm. and she said, I would have went. I just didn't want to go that day. And I'm like. Then why not say that? Why not just, or why just not take the tickets? That's what I give it to somebody else. It's free tickets. I would have taken the tickets even if I didn't want to go. Man. I'd be like, okay, I get even if I else. didn't go, the yeah. baby walked up. To- right. All right. 
whatever. But you know, you know people act like they too good for yeah, shit. Well, I mean, it's just niggas be true. I guess maybe it was a cloud move. But I will say this, though, that we're not finna sit here and act like this ain't his fault. Like, we ain't finna act like he ain't did things that led up to this moment. Like, yeah, I it think is it's... a long road. But, like, I mean, it ain't like it's all true. Like, I mean, like, this right here, he's been doing that. He's been passing out tickets. You no, know, he had, no, that, yeah. But, yeah. like, nah, nigga, like, nah, you're having a rough one. Because your I, album came and went, and people were talking about how they just wasn't fucking with you. You were, like, in your money overseas, but, like, we ain't heard your name in a minute. Like the, the, Every time I hear his name, it's, like, bullshit like this in the news. So, okay, so my question is, um, do you think that it's a bad thing for artists to do BOGO tickets? No. I, would I mean, you judge someone, Aaron? Would you judge some judge an artist for wanting to do a buy a bogo ticket? Like, I mean, it's. I feel like it's just a, another way to get get the tickets out there. You know, uh, drum up more uh, more business. Because if you go and you put the tickets out and you're like, hey, you can buy one get one. Mm-hmm. That might that might trigger somebody to buy more than just one, and that's and, I think that's what happened too because, you like know. you said, the whole venue was full, like at capacity of the said concert where he did the bogo. Yeah. So I mean, it can really work in your favor, it but it always think works for him. It always works for him, but I think the optics of it, everybody wants to say, oh, it's because you know you're canceled, you know. But I will yeah, say, I don't it think seems like a business a business tactic, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. right. But I also will say that I don't think because the baby is a, is a decent businessman. You can kind of see he does, sure. he does well for in sure. that arena. And Absolutely. I will say that I don't think it's for that. I think genuinely, like, I, okay, he's had a lot of flack to his back. Yeah, he's done some bitch ass shit. We yes. can't we can't ignore that for sure. But one thing that we can remember is that he was in the middle of Madison Square rapping in a diaper. He gives a fuck about hip hop. I think he does this shit because he wants to like like that type of shit. I really think it's just because hey, we got you know fifteen thousand open seats or I mean that's a wild number. He gets to the city, he's like 50 open... I don't think it's like that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean... I'm not making fun of this nigga. He gets to the city, he's like 50 open seats or whatever. He's like, all right, well, shit. Let me see if we can invite some people and just get in there. Like, yeah. honestly, I don't see why not. I'm not too good for that either. No. No. So, I, I, I think, you know, everybody wants the optics to be, oh, he's canceled, he's this and that, and don't get me wrong. I, there's a lot of shit he's done that I don't fuck with, I don't agree with, and can't support. But to say that it's just like, you look down upon an artist doing that, I don't see the problem. Again, he got he got what he wanted because the building was filled to capacity. And none of you niggas have wrapped in empty rooms. It'd be one thing for y'all to do that and no one show up. But it's the fact that his shit still was popping. Like, and no, and the baby got bops. The baby got yeah. songs that I like still yeah. to this yeah. day. So, like I said, I don't agree with none of the shit he's done. But to say, to look down upon him based on that, it's just dumb. Yeah, it is dumb. Um, anybody else got something to bring to the pod today? Uh, Bags and Bodies. Shout out to Hitman Holla. Um, there is a thing that Hitman Holla did. Uh, it's a reality show, a battle rap reality show that he has started. Um, it is being premiered on a streaming service called Coastal Rain, which, to my knowledge, it is black owned. Okay. That's why it is there. I've never heard of that, but that's never dope. heard of it either. Apparently, it's a startup, not a startup. I'm gonna say it like that, but they got shit on there that I mean, it's just they shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Bags and Bodies is uh, on there. Um, there's a couple of controversies surrounding it right now. One of which is, I guess, it was misdirected that it was going to be on TV, mm-hmm. and it is not on TV. Uh, it's just on this streaming, it a streaming platform. platform. Yeah, yes. that's very popular now. Um, but the reason why Hitman Holla went on a rant, a very long, angry rant in Twitter Spaces the other day, basically saying, "You niggas sound stupid. Why the fuck would I put battle rap on TV so that it, every word can get bleeped out?" 
Because that's that. a good point. That's a great yeah, point. That's like, a great no, point. No, nigga, I, I always told you niggas gonna be streaming services. Yeah. On the more hilarious side of things, um, they had an exercise. Tay Rock was there. Tay Rock, shout out Tay Rock. Uh, he was there as a mentor, and you know this is like a like a challenge kind of thing. Like they do challenges, and so like it. there's like a one thing where you gotta rhyme uh, right raps for a minute and then like battle a nigga whoever win got two thousand dollars on the spot like shit like that that mm. he's doing i haven't seen or heard too much about this so i'm throwing shit in the air that i've seen other people mention if this is wrong i'm sorry um but hitman holla says that he's put about a million dollars into this wow of his own money he had no he had no uh uh sponsor nothing him and his wow. partner that's all he had so wow. this is all on his back um tay rock is there he's as a mentor to show these niggas how to how it's done yeah i guess to say they yeah. have tay rock write an imaginary round to mm-hmm. battle mike tyson okay tay rock writes the round in an hour he comes and spits it it's phenomenal because tay rock and then everybody who watches battle rap goes and exposes it for being the round that he rapped towards mike p oh, in the quarantine no. battle <laughs> Yikes. and the shit was yo he was snapping he told the nigga why that did he do that he said you'll have your because he did a bunch of mic flips and he said i'll have your niggas adjusting how mike stand like he was going but like nah it was he just took his round that he wrote for mike p in the quarantine does know. he not know people can look that up i guess not so he's coming under fire for that that's oh kind of gosh funny. yeah but shout out to bags and bodies bags and bodies is uh, is being criticized right now but to the people who have watched it and like it have good things to say about it apparently he's about to drop one of the battles on youtube here soon whatever okay so just want to say that that's happening in battle rap. Shout out to Hitman Ali. Yeah, shout out to him. Shout out to the creators that created that show. I think that that's actually needed and cool. I think that's a cool idea. Mm-hmm. Um, Sean, anything else you want to get um, to? I wanted to say uh, rest in power to uh, Jason David Frank. That's funny. I had that just pulled up. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Oh, Tommy, right? Yes, yeah. Tommy mm-hmm. Oliver, yes. Mm-hmm. A.K.A. the Green Ranger, A.K.A. the White Ranger, A.K.A. Mr. Power Ranger himself. Yeah. Right. Um, it it kind of sucks. Um, I because w- I was thinking about this summer how we were like, yo, he was here. He was here. Yeah. He, he was, was. He was here. Like yeah. within walking distance mm-hmm. of this mm-hmm. area, mm-hmm. he was here. He was at a place called Prairie Dog Comics. So, yeah. Um, and like, we just like didn't know. Yeah, I had no yeah. idea he was here yeah. until after the fact. So it, it's it's crazy, you know. It's like. He was that close then, and now he's just he's gone. gone. Yeah, yeah. Now he's just gone. Because of course, just like um, with Joe in the Rage in the Machine, when he came to what was oh it? yeah Dallas, or he came to Dallas, and, and we were gonna right. go. And we were like, nah, yeah. we'll go next time. And, and that was his last rapping. tour. Yeah, he quit just rapping like that. Yeah. He was here, and we were like, we'll catch him if he was here once. He'll be back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then no, he won't. That's sad. That's super sad. I'm fucked yeah. up about that. Actually, I'm not gonna yeah. lie. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah was, I was too. I was too. Um, it, it it is crazy. Um, I don't know, man. It's 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 childhood, you know. Man, yeah. It's, it's my childhood yeah. there, and I remember when Green Ranger first debuted mm-hmm. as a bad guy, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, of course, you know, over I think it was like two or three episodes, like he gets flipped over into being mm-hmm. the good guy and yep. he was like and the then, only nigga that was two rangers yeah yep. mm-hmm. yeah three rangers he was three he was, red he was three yeah, yeah he was red mm-hmm. one later on and then i think he i, I think gosh, he came back as a like, black one with like gold i remember him seeing with yeah, the black, with gold. yeah yeah right. and then that was what gold. he was mm-hmm. what he was working on uh prior to his passing was the legend of the 
dragon the white dragon mm-hmm. ranger i've seen like that, that. yeah mm-hmm. there's something going on I in know. the comics bro yeah. something going on in the comics they were putting together a fucking live action movie mm-hmm. i was following this shit online mm-hmm. this motherfucker had a cool ass story yo it's like it was like an alternate uh alternate reality of the power rangers and then of course the uh what ended up happening was something like the the Green Ranger and the White Ranger were two separate people, mm-hmm. but ended up ha- ended up coming together, and through some twisted magical way or whatever, they became the same person. Right? Well, then, uh, they ended up conquering some however many galaxies or whatever, and he became kind of like this Thanos character. Like the shit was wild, bro. Like the way that they were trying to bring this to the screen, like it was it was shaping up to be some some shit like right. one of the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. Like it it was so dope the way that it was coming together. But you know, um, I I honestly think that it had something to do with his mental health for sure. Um, he he prior to him uh prior prior to his passing, he had put up a couple posts that you know he was kind of. I guess him talking to the audience, he was kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, and he got to talking about how uh, it would be like his working and mm-hmm. then it'd be like he'd just jump into mental health stuff. Yeah. It was like, okay. Yeah. All right. He was like, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, he's like, I'm not ashamed of talking about it, but like, yeah, we've got, I got X, Y, and Z going on. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I, and this, and this is what I'm working on. Right. And so he was, he got to talking about how he was, um, uh, you know, taking breaks from social media just to kind of help cope with all of that. Um, but the biggest thing was, is, you know, him and his, him and his ex-wife, uh, they had just recently finalized a divorce Mm. that had been ongoing for quite a while. Mm. So, um, and he had kids too. So it was one of those things where it was like, yo, um, he's been going through it yeah you know he's had a lot of bad things happening to yeah him. so you know it's 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 sad that it came to what it came to For um, sure. especially because you know this is somebody that you know we had in our hearts For sure. since we were kids very you young know? absolutely um but you know uh he he has left a legacy for sure, you know, he has a motherfucking it. legacy, a huge, huge legacy. legacy. That's huge crazy. Legacy. That yeah. nigga been down for like twenty years, b. Yeah. At least, maybe longer than that. Yeah, it's over with. Yeah. Fun fact about JDF: he was at before he did before he did Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. He was actually on a uh, an episode of I think it was one or two episodes of Family Matters. I did not know that. Yeah. Really. Family Matters. It was him and his brother. Really. Who ended up passing shortly after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, he was on the episode. It was uh, one of the episodes where Steve's cousin, Steve Urkel's cousin, mm-hmm. some gangster dog or something like that, <laughs> yes, uh, had come through and they, had the, they got into it. But mm-hmm. this is also when Steve was doing the kung fu shit. Like he mm-hmm. would turn into yep. the, I know exactly. the black Bruce Lee and shit. Yes. Yeah. So uh, because he had because JDF had the, the background in uh, martial arts and mm-hmm. whatnot. He was on that show That's for so that. That's so cool. Yeah, it was. It's wild. It's wild. You've been, um, and this and speaking of things like that, um, there was a show called Just Justified. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I used to watch this show a while back. You know, when it was actually 
on. Yeah. Um, cool show. It mm-hmm. kind of had this Western detective thing going on, okay. but I really liked the character Raylan Givens. Okay. Because Raylan Givens was like, yo, I'm going to show up. I'm going I'm to do my thing and I'm going to follow these rules. Mm-hmm. But when it comes time for me to break these rules, which I know I will. I'm going to break them. I'm going to break these rules, right. but I'm going to break them and start following my own rules and, you know, continue to do my job. Right, right. Um, this show in particular had a young Chadwick Boseman on it. Okay. Back in the day. Okay. Um, and it was about two or three episodes, kind of like the whole JDF thing. Yes. Uh, it was two or three episodes where he uh, was this character that was like a drug dealer or something. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, he showed up and was helping this one guy. And actually, he, it was him and Lorenz Tate. Mm-hmm. Uh, who whose Shout characters right mm-hmm. the, the the black guy who the never legendary. ages right right <laughs> um but yeah no he was on he was on the episode with him and they you know their characters had interaction or whatnot um so it was it was just kind of it was kind of crazy because i remember watching those episodes mm-hmm. back in the day and mm-hmm. then even more recently right um and then all of a sudden you know these guys that we didn't know back then mm-hmm. end up coming becoming these huge characters these huge parts of our history and then we don't recognize the extent of their roots until mm-hmm. they're gone yeah so yeah it's, i don't know it's just one of those things I, I i wanted to point out you know uh shout out to jdf and his family um you know rest well uh absolutely. shout out to yes. uh chadwick boseman's family absolutely as well um they oh and side note chadwick boseman's family had a lot to do with wakanda forever love that that makes me so happy that they were involved because yeah that just that just makes me really happy i'm glad they were involved um i feel like we've talked we've reported on a lot of loss lately it's just been such a hard time this third quarter this year has just been a lot yeah Yeah. we gotta send the rest in peace to hovain man Mm. i forgot about hovain that's right legendary manager hovain is gone rest in peace to hovain yeah he passed away yesterday morning so sad yeah that's horrible um it's just so much loss it's such a depressing time it's cold out it's just not a really it, the, the third quarter is not fun however um we have had we found ways to make fine positivity within all that stuff you know absolutely with the performing the cookie store is popping the uncut podcast is doing great so um shout out to us you putting in work yeah we're doing the best most definitely um so let's get to speaking of shout outs let's get to shout outs hey shaw who you got um First off, uh, shout out to Bird, Dad Loves You. Shout out to Chosen Sincere. Um, shout out to Baby Ruth Vanova at Vibes Barbershop and Aesthetics. All of her employees there, they they doing their thing. Um, shout out to Keon Ross Urban House Clothing. Um, shout out to all of our followers, listeners, and supporters. Yes. We were not y'all. who we are without y'all, you know. 100%. Um, and then shout out to everybody at this table. Yes. That's right. Um, my shout out today. Well, we working hard mm-hmm. for y'all to get this content out. It's in us. It's not in us, not on us. That's right. Period. <laughs> um, no, shout out to Sammy as always. Appreciate Sammy. you. Um, shout out to Logan JPG. Shout out to A Shaw. Shout out to Casky Girl. Shout out to Paris Jane for doing the cookie store pop up. It That's was right. really dope. Um, shout out to y'all for y'all amazing talents. Um, shout out to our supporters and listeners who tap in. Just like Aaron said, we not we not us without y'all. We appreciate you licking plate, even if it was one time. We appreciate that very much. So, absolutely. Um, so yeah, those are my shout outs today. Um, Maurice Anthony. Uh, let's shout out. 
Who do we shout out? Who do we have a random shout out to? Oh, shout out to that uh, funny picture of Tyler the Creator photobombing Donald Trump back in the day. Fuck that nigga. <laughs> All right, love that. Um, so what song are we exiting out on today? Uh, 06 by June MP3. That's on streaming? Yes, that's on streaming All everywhere, right. my nigga. All right, all right. We're going to exit that out today. My bad. I, I hope y'all enjoy that. I, I'm just going to pull it up on streaming. Amen. And we're going to let it ride. Y'all <laughs> have a good rest of y'all day. Oh, it says, okay, all right. Bye, y'all. Keep them bridges, just watch you stepping over. My plot thick and had to get colder. Allow my shockers, yeah, they frequency sitting lower. Still rooting for pocket rockets. My heart in these bars, filling the world when a nigga drop it. And yeah, I'm a star. Every filled up a boy with some knowledge I need was gonna feed my conscience. The tree just gonna make my mind shift. I need a reason.